All right, parishioners, welcome to yet another episode of bonus content. Uh, I'm going to start us out by talking about shaving. What do y'all know about shaving in ancient times? Uh, nothing about ancient times, but I did used to work at Art of Shaving. Oh. So because of that, I knew quite a bit about it, more than I ever would want to have known. Excellent. That's excellent. true. And I learned a lot through Emily when she was working at Art of Shaving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, shaving has quite a long and storied history, and I'm only going to tell you a small fraction of it. Um, so uh, they believe that about 100,000 years ago, uh, men started shaving with clams. That's a, wow. Cl- clams? <laughs> using them clams? as tweezers, actually. Like, using what? clams to pluck out your beard hairs. That, yep. What? Th- yep. Th- yeah. That's... Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Look, I, just, I can't even imagine that. That's There's so many of them, though. No, I've heard of, I've heard of, like, historically women doing that with their armpit hair. Also, like, plucking it out. But here's the wow. thing, like, I've had my armpits waxed before, mm-hmm. but the thought of having my beard face waxed is so much more awful than that. So I feel like plucking, though, too. Well, that was a long time ago. And I guess if you didn't wow. mind, like, progressively shaving over the course of a week, maybe. <laughs> plucking out <laughs> your hair. It's not even shaving, it's just plucking. There's yeah. a difference. Well, I mean, for God, for heaven's sake, it's like if people could endure like scarification, you know, or like ritual tattooing, yeah. you know, they could probably endure ritual plucking out of one's beard, right? I suppose you're right. Guess, yeah. yeah, and I guess if you pluck it often enough, it just grows back not as much. So, all right. Yeah, exactly. Maybe if after enough plucking, then you're fairly beard-free, proud to be. Okay. Um, all right. Wow. Well, so. Okay. That's 100,000 years ago. Then we get to 60,000 years ago, which is more clams, actually. Now they think that using, using like the broken edge of a clam shell to shave. Scrape your face. Or to scrape your face. Oh, or God. razors were made out of obsidian or flint. And I just want to say I'm As vindicated in my rock comment. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you were only was off thing. by like 40,000 years exactly. or so. Okay. Exactly. So yes. Yeah, so people did <laughs> shave their beard hairs with rocks. Thank you very much. Um, yikes. Cool. Now, yikes, something yikes. really interesting. The ancient Egyptians, uh, they loved shaving. Uh, actually, there's some evidence to suggest that like they regularly, both men and women, would shave head to toe. Just everything. Everything off. Um, I can't. I still can't imagine doing that with like a piece of flint or obsidian. Well, well by the time with? we get to ancient Egypt, we get uh, they found razors made of gold and silver. Wow! Whoa. So we've gotten a boost in technology that came along the way at some point where you're actually again, it's probably not like a super nice shaving experience, but probably the best that you can get for getting off the majority of your hair. Um, there's also pumice pumice being used to rub off like stubble essentially, um, and give you, like, a really deep exfoliation. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe this whole thing of, like, all of them shaving was actually kind of a intense like a experience. Ritual. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're right, a hazing Good ritual. Lord. You gotta, like, use your, like, weird stone razor, cut off the majority of the hair, and then use this awful pumice stone to just rub yourself down. Um, wow. Yeah. The Egyptians I don't like that at all. supposedly, uh, yeah, would shave everything off, but then use wigs. Um, I guess Wh- the okay. wigs, wigs. They'd wear wigs. I like, guess the idea like, being that okay. it's cooler because then you can take your wig off at night and 
not roast in the heat like I did last night. In yeah, sometimes I want to building my hair in off. SF that doesn't have air conditioning. <laughs> I hear you. Uh-huh. I hear you. Um, is the Santa Monica apartment either? Exactly. Um, anyway, uh, so we're getting a little bit past where we read, but just found some interesting things in Rome. I believe yes, uh, young Roman men their first shave was celebrated. It was you know very much a like transition into adulthood which makes sense um that's cool there'd be parties they'd have some you know shaving parties for your first shave which is pretty fun that's kind of cute this is (laughs) this just made me laugh so alexander the great was clean shaven and he encouraged the same in his soldiers as beards could be grabbed by enemies in and i quote hand to beard combat you know that (laughs) thing that exists you know hand to beard combat (laughs) of course yeah I guess it makes sense. You don't want a super long beard. People can grab yeah. that, you know, no, just yeah, rip I you around. It. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's what I got wow. about shaving. So, well, seems, seems get- likely that they had made some kind of <clears throat> fancy, maybe silver or gold razor, you know, that would be used. For yeah, I saw some stuff, stuff about potentially bronze too, because it was during yeah. the Bronze Age. But yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, some kind yeah. of definitely metal. There you go. All right, that's what I, I got. Love it. All right. Well, can I talk about trumpets? Yeah, there I were love trumpets. trumpets. So okay, so there's a lot of biblical trumpets. Apparently, apparently, like it was talked about a little bit before we even got into it. There was something in Leviticus about trumpets. Remember, it was stuff. jubilee. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well done, Jace. Good job. <laughs> you remembered. So okay, this says that they take many forms and are made of diverse materials. So some were made of silver, like in numbers, uh, and they were used only by the priests in announcing the approach of festivals and giving signals of war. So they're kind of like long trumpets. I I need to I'm gonna try to like save this image. Let's see, save image to downloads. Okay. <laughs> Because there's a lot of, like, fun-looking trumpets on here. Uh-huh. There, there's a couple really weird like, ones. Like really some Silly Straw-style trumpets? No, like one that does kind of look like a shell, but like a really long shell. One that looks more tradish. And then one that looks like a sea creature. I don't know what's happening here. One that kind of looks like a, uh, like how you would, you know, get unclog a toilet, like a toilet unclogger. But a plunger, but not quite. I think, is what that's called. That's the one. It looks like a plunger. <laughs> a toilet unclogger, like yeah. You know, <laughs> a toilet unclogger, but a little bit different. So, yeah, that's fun. Um, yeah, so let's see. They're, they're mentioned a lot. And, uh, yeah, they were blown loudly throughout the land <laughs> of the children of Israel to announce the beginning of each jubilee year mm. and special mm. festivals. Also, they were made of ram's horns. Which is interesting. So silver and ram's horns. So I'm, I'm telling you, it's you know, it's just natural progression for human beings. You find, a, you know, a ram's horn lying around. You try to blow into it. Yeah, I mean, there you go. You you knew exactly what that was, mm-hmm. and you were absolutely correct. So so does that yes? like okay? Is a did you see anything about like is a shofar a trumpet? Yeah, that's what it says. It so says they're the same literally thing. transliteration shofar a prepared ram's horn used in jewish rituals and festivals and the trumpet so like the shofar is the square of the trumpet's rectangle what 
What is this trumpet math you're throwing at me? I don't think like that the, that's that there's what like I would say. The, the, no. big, the big category of trumpet, and then within that, there's like a subset that it's if it's made out of a Jeez, ram's horn. What is this? The SATs? <laughs> yeah, this is this is my brain. What is going the on? Of trumpets. Look, we had like one listener who was like, "Yeah, yeah, of course that makes sense." Please tweet at me and let me know. Yeah, and I got a freaking like fourteen hundred on my SATs. I thought I left this stuff behind me. I don't know. Like, why did um, she need to say that? Did she need to say that? No, it's I was fine. being. No, I was being the listener, the one listener who got it, who was bragging to us about how they got a fourteen hundred SATs. I did. Not I definitely would have expected you though to get a fourteen hundred. I'm I not going to lie. I got a thirteen twenty. No big exactly. Deal. I, I'm sorry. Wait, this cat what? is yelling into oblivion. I gotta let him out. Give me, just keep talking. <laughs> okay. Okay. Keep talking. keep talking. What do you got, Jace? Wait, I'm sorry. Now I'm confused about the SAT scores. I thought that the highest SAT score you could get was 1600. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 And I had a 1520. So this guest what? of ours. What? You had a 1520? Yeah. This guest of ours bragging Jace, about their 1400 serious? is nothing. <laughs> You seriously had a 1520 on the SATs? Yeah, one of my friends did the math. Apparently, I missed two questions. Holy crap, Jays. I did not do nearly as well as either of you. Why didn't you go to, like, Yale or something? I I don't know. Because you went to Oberlin, which is also very impressive. Because Yale didn't have a music conservatory? I don't know. 1520 SAT score. It's in the 99th percentile. I I was a National Merit Scholar. You well, were? So was I, I but, I, know but I didn't get a 50 on my SAT. Gosh. I was. Oh, I hate what did you, you? What did you? What did you get? <laughs> now Me? we're going to talk SAT scores. No, Dedeker. I said I got a 1320. Oh, wow. You must have had a really good essay. I probably didn't have a very good essay. Wait. I'm I, sure Dedeker no, had a no, 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 no. essay. No, 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 no. I took the SATs before you had to do the essay portion. So no, that means, like, Jace, you would have taken SATs before you had to do the essay portion. No, so to apply to... Gosh, this is a weird tangent to go on in this bonus episode. So to go to be a National Merit Scholar, you have to have the PSAT score to qualify to even apply. And then as part of your application, you write an essay. At least you did back in my day. You write an Wait, essay. Were you a National Merit Scholar or a National Merit Finalist? A scholar. I got a scholarship for it. Oh. Maybe I'm confusing what the National Merit Scholar is. <laughs> yeah, because James we... was like a National Merit finalist. <laughs> okay, but not can a we? Um, how do we feel about talking about <laughs> trumpets some more? <laughs> well, I'm done with trumpets, but I want to talk about a wave offering. Oh, please oh, yeah. do, because I know I just feel like not very smart. Oh gosh, no, you're oh, super please. smart. You're very. You, both of you are very incredible, and you know I got a very normal score on my SATs, <laughs> but I will say I got the highest uh uh like like thing that you can get in terms of scholarship for like uh acting at oh, great. CCM. Oh, nice. So That's that was great. cool. Okay, great. So we yeah. we all deserve to exist. Awesome. If, if it helps yeah. at all, I didn't get any scholarships for music and I was going to school for music. Mm, <laughs> oh, okay. Well so now I got like the <laughs> highest amount of money that you can get for a scholarship for like just being an acting person at CCM. So that was cool. Anyways, okay, let's talk about wave offerings because I needed a crash course refresher on this because I was trying to figure out how in the heck a person could be wave offered, let alone multiple Levites being offered via the wave. So, okay, 
The wave offering receives its name from the motion used when the priest presented the wave offering in a waving type motion. <laughs> so the sacrifice. Yes. Good. I'm, I'm on board so far. Yeah, the sacrifice was held in the offerer's hands with the priest hands priest's hands underneath the offerers and it was waved forward toward the altar and then backward from the altar giving it to the lord and then receiving it back from him as a gift to the priest how so okay. that's interesting how much did i call that with the like the people with their arms out in front they <laughs> jump on it they wave them back and forth and then yeah. toss them forward i guess in this case they toss them backwards but sure well well yeah but like see then it goes on and it says the right shoulder better translated right thigh of the sacrificed animal was a heave offering and the breast piece like the the fillet of breast i'm assuming was a wave offering both these pieces were given to the priest to eat and the rest of the flesh was given to the offerer to eat, sharing it with his family and friends in the presence of the Lord in his sanctuary. But and now but I had not on. gotten that before. I know. Well, this is why I decided to consult Bible Sprout. But my Biblesprout.com. Yes. Is there a difference between the heaving motion and the waving motion? That's a Did good question. Did they clarify that? Well, let's see. What is the heave offering? It receives its name from the motion used in the presentation with the priest used in an up and down motion. Okay, so uh, heave is up and down. Wave is backward and forward. Okay, I think we did learn that at one point and then promptly forgot it. That sounds yeah, familiar. Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so uh-huh. I think that one still needs to, uh, you know, and, and think outside the box when it okay. comes to like using so, yeah. a person in this motion. Because so a person, really, honestly, I don't know. A person is more like Jace was describing. You know, these people just kind of like <laughs> scooping them up like a baby, and then if yeah. you're heave offering a person, are be grown humans. Okay, come on. I got it. If you're heave offering a person, it's more like dirty dancing that you come running in. Patrick Swayze catches you and then lifts you up. Uh, and okay. that's the heave offering. Okay. Yes. And if it's yes. a wave you're saying, offering, I have the time of my life. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. It's basically it's an acro yoga move. Yeah. It, that is literally an acro mo- yoga move. But okay. wow, these these priests were impressive. Is what is all <laughs> that I'm saying. Like that that takes some brute strength. Yeah. Seriously, that's amazing. <laughs> um, all right, right. Jace. Uh, do you uh, have anything? So I really struggled to find anything about like what actually happened when this cloud moved from place to place in terms of like, wh- what what did that actually look like? I did, however, find some really good URLs. So <laughs> great. This one comes from toughquestionsanswer.org. Um, and this is talking about the like, look, it's such a simple system. If the cloud covers the tabernacle, you stay where you are. If it moves, you move. As Emily said. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> I'm going to read this paragraph. As we skip ahead to the 20th day of the second month of the second year, the cloud lifts up and God signals that, and God signals to Israel that it's time to leave Mount Sinai, where they spent the last 11 months. The excitement must have been incredible, as in a short time, Israel would reach the borders of the promised land of Canaan. So this person is really reading a lot into the excitement of everything. So, going on. well, no, what I'm getting out of that is that it's like the Israelites are just as excited for action as we are. Basically, <laughs> right, that they also like, oh my goodness, we're actually moving the plot forward. Thank Yahweh. Yeah, I guess that sounds about right. Um, I also found another good URL, which is 
jesusismuslim.net. Oh, interesting. Um, oh. And wow. this is oh. talking about Paran. So this is the place where it said that the cloud had moved to and that they had to follow it. Um, essentially making a case for Paran being Mecca. Um, oh, fascinating. That, uh, or, or at least that it's leading the way toward Mecca. Um, is Mecca different than, than, than Israel? Yes. Most definitely is. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, so so the the interesting thing here is that um so Sinai is where Moses kind of had his first year away from Israel. And then mm-hmm. further down south along the Red Sea is where Mecca is and then Paran like modern day Mecca is, I guess. And then also Paran is in this person's case, believed to be there. I've seen other people who believe Paran to be more kind of in the middle of this little um, sort of jutting of land, where right, mm-hmm. like Mecca's on the Red Sea, and some other ones have put Mecca like in, the, or I'm sorry, have put Paran more in the middle, like in the deserty portion. Uh, hard to say, but but I guess the idea being that Ishmael was in that place, which you know Muslim. Uh, you know, right. uh, Islam okay. is yeah. based on on Ishmael. So, okay. yeah. So, so yeah. Basically, Paran is saying that per, it says here Ishmael lived in Paran, and that Paran is Mecca, not Sinai, and it is where Ishmael, peace be upon him, lived, as in mentioned in Genesis. So anyway, okay. I just thought that was kind of interesting, and I really liked their URL, and they had some nice pictures where every single caption, including like where Jesus was, where Moses was, where Ishmael was says in parentheses, "Peace be upon him," in all Love of their it. graphics. So I really appreciate that attention to detail. It's good times. Um, Sweet. Other than that, though, in terms of how they found these things, I have no idea, no freaking clue. Um, and then I guess the last thing I looked up here is that all of our SAT scores, by modern day standards, are <sighs> terrible. Um, Great. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I already feel. <laughs> like really insufficient and I don't need to be reminded of that. Well, Whatever. yeah, they you like do they, not need to feel insufficient <laughs> ever. They, they changed how they were scored and yeah, then they they're changed. way higher now. Yeah. But then I think so they maybe like two, t- 2000 or something. something. Yeah. I don't know. And then I think they maybe changed them back. So who knows? <sighs> it's weird. That's odd. Anyway, standardized okay. tests. Boo. Yeah, never going to take any one of those again. That's true. Never. Anyways, unless it's like a Cosmo quiz or something. But <laughs> I don't think that counts as a standardized test. <laughs> no, like Kelly Blue Book for that. Or what is it? Uh, Not Kelly Blue Book, but just like the Blue Book. What? You know what I'm talking about? Well, a card? Blue Book. Like the selling Kelly cars? Blue Book, like, like that tells you what your car your, is worth? What your car is worth? No, like, you know, I, I said it wrong, but like, you know, the blue book that you would use to like write down the answers in the standardized oh, test. Oh, yes. Oh, the, the Kelly, I just like said Kelly cars. blue book because That's, I was yes. being cute. Okay. I guess oh, I'm okay. witty. Okay. You're way anyways. too witty for us. I'm sorry. No, that's definitely not it. But anyways, <laughs> thanks for uh, enjoying, or hopefully you enjoyed. I don't know. Maybe not. But yeah, and thanks for uh, going with us on this journey through trumpets and wave and heave offerings and, you know, other other things. So thank you for that. And uh, we'll see you next time.